Because I just went gay all of a sudden. Pats Blue Ribbon! I'm Charles Foster King! Snap out of it! Ahoy, sexy! It's showtime, folks. Beep, beep. What is up, Criteria Cats? You are listening to Criteria Cast, the podcast you listen to as you swerve into oncoming traffic. I am your host, AJ. I'm your other host, Noah. I'm a other, 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 other host, Gabe. That was so well done. We are currently in the midst of our miniseries entitled The Summer of Love, in which we explore seven films tangentially related to the subject. And this might be our most tangentially related film, because today we're discussing David Cronenberg's psychosexual thriller, Crash. Crash tells the story of a young filmmaker who becomes involved with a group of people who get turned on by car crashes. Here to tell us which celebrity car crash turns him on the most is our returning guest, Jaron Lucas. Woo! Jaron! Hey, what's up, y'all? Do I actually have to do that? You didn't really warn me. Yeah, which one is it? James Dean? Um, what's what's his name from Fast and Furious? Paul Walker? Uh, Paul Walker. Ooh, uh, no, it's the jackass guy. I was going to say, you seem like a Ryan Dunn guy, actually. <laughs> yep, got to be that yeah. one. I mean, these are a bunch of pussies. It's like, you're, you want to do a cool celebrity car crash? I know they didn't happen yet, but go try to do the Ryan Dunn one. See how you do. <laughs> Grace Kelly drove off the side of a fucking mountain. Why what? Should we that? Yeah. Maybe they did, but like we only saw the one night they did it. They clearly have been doing this a while and had more planned, like they did Mamie Van Dorn. They mentioned they mentioned Grace Kelly's name, but they never like drove off a mountain. I was hoping they would. <laughs> that would have been cool. Well, we're gonna talk about Crash today. We're gonna talk about the plot, we're gonna talk about the production, we're gonna talk about the trivia, we're gonna talk about the controversies. But the first thing we're gonna talk about is what you thought of the movie, Gabe. Um yeah, no, I picked this film to watch. Uh, I mean, I was like, ah, it's like a somewhat controversial film. It's a Cronenberg. It should be kind of interesting. There's going to be some body horror, I was assuming. And there was. But it was mainly just this weird, like, I don't wanna, I don't know if you can call it vignettes, but just, like, scenes of, like, these weird, like, sexually charged incidents. And the plot, I mean, the theme is obviously, like, sexual, like, fetishism of weird stuff. But, the, but like, the plot is just, like, yeah, we're going to crash cars into each other and come. And, I mean, I'm here for it, but, like, I don't know. It's pretty dope. It is. It's cool. Yeah, it was pretty but... sick. <laughs> crash fucks. I thought this movie ripped. Uh, there wasn't really a plot, and I was just like, I don't care. This uh, This is TMI, but I... F- Dude, I was like... <laughs> I felt like it awakens me sexually. I don't know what it is, and but I'm gonna go explore that. So you did find this movie arousing? I did, yeah. That was like one of the big defenses of it in the day was that no, the sex scenes aren't supposed to be arousing, which I disagree with. I think they're hot as fuck in this movie. Very, very arousing, dude. I, I want to go. I want to go. I want to get grimy, dude. Like I want to go in the depths of. You want to feel the cold steel in the hum of the engine. <laughs> i could do yeah. without getting sodomized though by a greasy guy that's well that's part of the that's yeah sorry gabe that's part of the package yeah it's part about uh, being open make you leave it bud I promise you get a couple wrecks in you'll you'll be asking for that guy yeah i just also i just <laughs> want to talk about like how good of a guy like james spader is such a good friend in this movie he just drives his yeah. new homie around all the time yeah, he's the man dude like it is kind of like the ultimate like wingman move. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sweet. He's like, all right, let's go through the through the uh, the car wash. And he's just like, yeah, 
<laughs> bigger. Yeah, this is a, one of those great uh, CD underbelly movies, what I like to call it. Like this Fight Club, Eyes Wide Shut, um, After Hours, where it's like the characters all of a sudden explore a part of the city that they've never seen with Blue weird Velvet. sex shit. Blue Velvet. Oh, Blue Velvet, yeah, definitely a CD. That's like most David Lynch movies are CD underbelly movies. This movie is like definitely, like, this is the kind of movie that you would like, if you watch this and someone walked in on you, like no matter the scene it's going to be hard to explain yeah this is not a movie you throw out with the boys yeah that was a that was a big part of my watch experience <laughs> i was like i'm watching this movie uh would you like to watch it with me and he's the kind of person he's he's a nice guy and he'll he'll that's kind of you're gonna watch this with me yeah that's good and yeah uh i will say though he was like i really hope this ends soon <laughs> I, said, I said i said i know what you mean but you can just you can go to your room and he's like i do want to know what happens I was like, okay you liked it somewhat how was the vibe in there when you guys were watching it together uh it got a little awkward sometimes <laughs> uh, after like four minutes of penetration on screen i think it might be the only movie that was like over half like 50% or more of the sex scene. I was trying to do the math. I was going to go back and look through precisely how many minutes of this movie, because it's not a long movie particularly, yeah. are just people like shoving their hand into someone else's crotch, which is their their first move is always just putting their hand on a thigh. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> how do you open? <laughs> I want to be in this friend group, dude. Well, sometimes, sometimes the first move is the fender bender. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, this guy just crashed into your girlfriend's car how do you open yeah <laughs> um let's talk about the plot i know we said there isn't much of one but there is still a little bit of a story we can uh spread before the listeners who maybe haven't seen crash so the movie star is james spader he plays film producer james ballard who is in an open relationship with his wife Catherine, played by deborah cara unger uh, the two have various sexual liaisons, but are unsuccessful when it comes to climaxing with their affairs. These are all the words that are on the Wikipedia entry. I'm not writing down climaxing as, like, my plot synopsis. <laughs> but yeah, literally, like, the first two scenes back-to-back -back are just them cheating on each other uh, very explicitly. Um, one of the first shots, I think, of the movie is you see a boob. Yeah, yeah man. That is yeah. Which, you know, Directors, like take note. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good hook right there. So you get the audience reeled in. Everyone loves boobs, dude. Uh -uh. Throw back to my first episode, the first shot of Lost in Translation. That was a butt. It's a great move. You've gone from butt to boob. You're working your way up. <laughs> <laughs> Next one will be a foot. If we ever do a foot movie, we'll call you. All right, but. Um, then Ballard gets into a massive head-on collision, which leaves uh, his body broken and the other driver dead. Uh, the other driver's passenger, Dr. Helen Rebington, played by Holly Hunter, is turned on by the collision and shows James Spader her breast. Yeah, was that, that on was... purpose, though? Was that what? Was that on purpose? I think yeah, that it, she pulls it out. Like, she's she sitting there like, and then she goes, ugh, like that. What a strange... I know, that's the first moment you get where it's like, okay, this is this is weird world. This isn't normal world. This is yeah. crash land. Well, crash. when that's the thing and you just happen to crash into her? 
I know. What yeah. a lucky fucking water, collision. <laughs> that was the funny thing about this movie is that everyone they like. I know they found the club eventually, but there was like two people who in the movie who weren't turned on by car crashes. Yeah. This world is almost like a free use world. Everyone's just ready to have sex at any moment. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking great. <laughs> I was just like, I, I, although I will say, like, throughout the movie, I was like, why, like, I was like, why does this, like, connect? Like, why are they, like, getting car crashes and now they're like, I get horny from this? Well, he has that big long speech where he's like, car crash is a release or something like that. Yeah. I mean, like, I it did remind me of this, this phrase called Le Petit Mort, which is this, like, French phrase that got attributed to like the orgasm is like the little death but um that's about hey i could think of like it's like then the car crash would be like the fucking it's like a momentary loss of consciousness i guess i i think it really what it really is is that like Cronenberg's just kind of a freak and he's like ah fucking car crashes and sex and i'll make it work in somewhere like i'll, I'll string this together dude i was starting <laughs> to get it past a certain point though because like they were in a scene right after them like having sex somebody having sex they were like there's a scene of all these workers on the side of a highway like spreading open like the doors and like the hood oh the iron claws or whatever yeah like I see I know what you're doing Cronenberg they call it the claws of life yeah just like like spreading it open you know I think there's also just a thing with the loss of control like when you get into a car wreck you're giving up like you know you you're not in control of the situation. That's with a lot of like uh, submissives. That's the thing that turns them on is that they like having someone else control their body. So I think it makes sense why car crashes and uh, sexual arousal are interconnected. I'm not saying it's like the most normal fetish to have, but I understand it. Dude, Vaughn was the ultimate switch. That guy yeah, was- he was a pass around bottom when he needed to be. He was the man in control. <laughs> yeah. I was just down to clown, dude. <laughs> no, no loads refused. Yeah. yeah. He's a tailpipe is a tailpipe to him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, holes are holes. <laughs> Although, Even if it's know, a surgery gash on the back of a woman's leg. Oh, <laughs> that scene fucked me up. That was that was a hard one. That rocked. I loved that. That's maybe the most that disgusting. Was awesome. It was awesome. I'm not yeah, but like, dude, just the Stop, idea dude. of like the whole like in my mouth now is like oh oh dude fucking rosanna arquette is in like the coolest movies ever i know we yeah. just watched after hours recently and we we're just like oh it's her again yep that in pulp fiction someone mm-hmm. wait, what's the hair buffalo 66 she's in buffalo 66 it's a pretty good movie wait in, in pulp fiction was she one that was doing like heroin yeah she's yeah. like the, the drug dealer's girlfriend who's like yeah. with all the shit on her face yeah, 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 being annoying. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I got a piercing on my tongue. I got a piercing on my clit. One on my lip, one on my clit, one on my tit. Um, okay, so from this point in the plot, uh, the two meet again in a hospital where Ballard has a run-in with Dr. Robert Vaughn, played by Elias Cotis. Uh, Vaughn takes an interest in the brace holding Ballard's shattered leg together and photographs it. Helen and Ballard begin having an affair fueled by their shared experience of the car crash. Which was pretty hot. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sexy. Holly Hunter is like low-key. She one of the baddest to ever do it. <laughs> I know. Are you, what, what, what the fuck are you going to say, Gabe? Say it. What are you going to say? 
I'm just saying that like that one. Uh, what was the other woman? The blonde one, kind of ultimate. Oh, I mean, yeah, but she wasn't Elastigirl, so. Hmm? She also Daily Holly or whatever was in Secession too. Yeah, she was. She was Rhea in Secession. I knew that from, from her from her weird voice. Yeah, well, that that's her dash. Yeah, that's She's saying dash. You got you can't run fast, dash. I forgot she was. I forgot she was fucking Elastigirl. That makes her ten times sexier than I already thought she was, which was yeah. already very like, sexy. Being, so. I didn't know she was Elastic Mommy. That's pretty. That's uh, pretty. Yeah. That's pretty goaded. Yeah. yeah, you put some respect on that name when you say Elastigirl. I still think she's number two in this movie. But oh. like, you know, like... Behind the car or what? Yeah, behind Bond. <laughs> behind the guy in the wig and the bra. And then from there, the two go to one of Vaughn's performance pieces where he recreates James Dean's fatal car crash with the help of stunt drivers. Ballard and Helen become disciples of Vaughn and spend their days watching car safety test videos and crashing cars. That was cool. I want to know how the rest of the people found out about it, because there was a pretty sizable crowd there, but then there's only ever like four people hanging out in the sex dungeon basement thing. <laughs> well, I kind of thought the other people were just... Uh... It wasn't a fetish thing. They were curious. I know. That's why I'm wondering how they find it out. Was it like on a TikTok? Oh, sure. Fun things to do in Toronto that are completely free. <laughs> James Dean car crash recreation. There's like an influencer oh. taking videos there. Like, so I spent my day at the James Dean recreation. Guys, I'm not even kidding. Like, I would love to be a part of this world. It seems so exciting and like interesting. Just like... I want to go to some underbelly like cult dude you could start that you have the you have a public platform right now guy if anyone in Noah's area wants to be part of a weird underground sex cult hit him up that's not I don't want to start it though oh you don't want to do the groundwork I don't want to start yes I don't want to I don't want to start, I want to be in it because like, if, if, if you're the organizer all then you the, take yeah you take all the you get all the pussy if you organize it yeah, you get all yeah. the pussy, but you also get all like the fucking like criminal charges. You also have to do all the spreadsheets. You have to invite the guests on. You have yeah. to run the Instagram. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure. That, that, that sucks. That. It's basically what I do every day. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to do that ever. We could, we could honestly probably slowly merge the podcast into being a weird underground sex cult. What about people who get horny from Criterion and like box sets? That's called the Virgin, Jaren. <laughs> That's called the DJ. <laughs> it's called the me. You think there's a sexual kink for like unboxings? Absolutely. That'd be a thing, right? I'm like, sure there's probably just... more kink for being put into a box. I mean, dude, there's ASMR. For, like, I feel like there's so many. Yeah, kinks like, out there. Um, like, unboxing like a MacBook right? Pro. That I can see someone getting sexually aroused from like, ripping that plastic off. I mean, it's definitely soothing. I for sure turned on some like ASMR in my Criterion halls to fall asleep. I like ASMR. I'm not gonna fucking lie. I um some. Like I don't like most ASMR. Kind of when they're like when they're getting this close to the microphone and like, all right, this is gonna be me slurping soup. Like it depends. Like not all, but like specific. Like sometimes when they're just like, I just feel it feels good. It feels good. I, I, I'm not. I'm You're not listening to the Criteria Cast ASMR video. So I once read Socrates and. and, and we don't have any other bits besides that. I'm never gonna get away from that one. Whatever. Nah, it's more. It's more of like a. It's, it's a badge of honor. Why would you wanna? It is a badge of honor. You have our finest bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what else happened in this fucking movie? 
Well, from there, honestly, it's just they have sex, have a car crash, or have a car crash while having sex. It's that for roughly probably an hour, and, like, it rules. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But there's not much to say unless you want to say, like, this character had sex with that one, then this character had sex with that one. They kind of do, like, every single combination possible. Yeah, it's just like a mosh pit of sex and car crashes for, like, the rest of the movie, and it's great. <clears throat> Yeah, we really can't sell this enough that the movie is sex and car crashes. Like, what more do you want, you fucking yeah. loser babies? Um, let's get what into is... some of the controversy surrounding Crash, because wouldn't you believe it? This movie was kind of controversial when it came out. Yeah. What's that? Um, uh, pussy shot. What's wrong with the pussy <laughs> shot? That's like good. Like, don't they? <laughs> no, but there's like dick shots. Like, why? Um. You know, like you know, Vincent Gallo got sucked off by like Chloe Seven, yeah. I mean, Friday. that was also controversial when it came out too. Yeah, yeah. I guess. it's not like the MPA saw well, that and was like, "Well, yes, of course." <laughs> I was artistic, of course. Yeah. No, um, I'm pro pussy shot. No, but the the film was very controversial upon release. The Daily Mail and the Evening Standard orchestrated an aggressive campaign to ban it in the UK. Fucking Brits can't hang. Fuck the Daily Mail. The Brits do not fuck. Let's be real. Brits Brits do not fuck. They eat beans on toast. <laughs> they don't fuck. Like can you like I, you you never see and you you never think about when you're thinking of something hot is like two British people going at it. Well, also because probably they didn't understand most of the terms they were saying. They're like, oh, I, what's a trunk? We call it the loo. They'd say some shit like that. <laughs> oh, are they on the wrong side of the street, these? <laughs> of course they go in the crash. <laughs> oh, you know what I was wondering though? These people got jobs or what, dude? <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a complaint I kept seeing on Letterboxd. Is like, I hate when they just don't go to work. <laughs> well, he's he's rich. Yeah, I mean half of them. James Spader is rich. Yeah. yeah, he's like a rich film director, so he can probably take time off from filming whatever. It, what was it? he was like a TV director, wasn't he? Producer, producer. Yeah. yeah, what does he have to be on set for? Like, they only yeah. come on set when they're harassing someone. It's probably better, better that he's not on set. Yeah. <laughs> Get him out of there. Yeah. I mean, the, the one scene they cut from this movie was him fucking his secretary. What is what is the uh, what is like the fucking requirements to be a producer? It's just money. Pay money. Yeah, you pay them money to make the thing. Well, that's easy. They just be rich. I would love to be a patron of the arts. Someday. They should really change the word of producer to patron. It'd be way cooler. Oh, patrons are here. Yeah. Producer makes it seem like they did something too. Yeah, yeah they produce. It's good. literally a verb. Yeah. I, I produced this. Yeah. I produced this. It sounds like <laughs> taking a shit or like. Yeah, they're I, essentially just an accountant lending money. Yeah, really. Yeah. Not, yeah. Like a venture. But, uh,. You know what I don't like is Vaughn, the name Vaughn. V-A-U-G-H-N. What a okay. name. I mean, Gabe, Vaughn, if you say it with a different way of pronouncing A, it sounds like van, and that's a type of car, so. It's a Vaughn. No, that's... Nice. It's actually genius, Gabe. It's fantastic. Drive Vaughn. I think this movie could have been better if they all had car pun names, like, secretly, like, know. oh, this is my friend Chevy. Yeah. His girlfriend's <laughs> name is Porsche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never address it. That would be like a level script. <laughs> he would make, if he made Crash, all the characters would be named after cars. 
<laughs> Dude, and, and I, th I think actually Vaughn would just be called Ford. Mm -hmm. What's the most sexually aggressive car? Fifty. Uh, Mustang for sure, probably. Mustang. Yeah. You're musty. It's the leader of the group, Mustang. This is our new member. Her name is VW Bug. Yeah. Honda Ford. Mm -hmm. Um. So. <laughs> Ted Turner, who was in charge of the film's U.S. distribution, refused to release it due to his extreme distaste for the movie. He oh, was see. worried about copycat incidents. Dude, um... Of people, like... Crashing cars, yeah. Oh. Dude, oh. <laughs> they were trying to make similar movies. <laughs> he was worried about <laughs> incurring a new wave of cinema. Yeah. I, I don't like this aesthetic. Say, you know... He, I was gonna say that that would never happen, but pe people yeah. are pretty stupid. So like, no, that's just conservative. Whenever a piece of media comes out and a conservative doesn't like it, like, what about the oh, children? What are oh, people gonna do? Boys are gonna yeah. start wearing dresses. And yeah, blah, blah, I mean, blah. like you know, Fight Club came out. People started Fight Clubs. It's not the movie's fault. People are stupid and take the wrong message from it. Also, yeah. you need to be a, only a high IQ people watch David Cronenberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. I'm glad I'm getting more into Cronenberg, so my knowledge of him isn't just that one episode of Rick and Morty. I was I was <laughs> gonna ask you, AJ, because I remember I asked you once. I was like, "You want to see Crimes of the Future?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure." I've never seen this guy. I was like, "Damn, bro!" I did end up seeing Crimes oh. of the Future. I saw it at Alamo Draft House. I still haven't seen that. But That's what else did you watch? Weird movie. Um, I'd have to look at his filmography. I think I oh I watched Video Drum at a party once, but I don't want to count that. Video yeah, for the box, dude. I watched the you gotta watch Dead Ringers. That's my favorite. Oh, also, Eastern Promises. He has two movies that like aren't like horror, and they're just fucking sick. He's just like, let Dead me like Ringers. go try this other thing and fucking kill it. Dead Ringers fucks. Dead Ringers is really good. Yeah, I want to watch more of his stuff. I didn't really like Crimes of the Future. I thought it was Dead gross. Ringers is about yeah, Dead you gotta Ringers watch. You gotta watch Eastern Promises. Who wins? Who like? They're like identical twins, and then they like fuck their patients, basically, and like trade them up. One of the one of the guys is like super. That's not really a good way to put it. They don't always fuck their patients; it's just the one. And the other one's like an alpha. Like gets all the <laughs> Most of the time, they do like actual doctorly work. It's not they all do, malpractice. Yeah. yeah, but the alpha picks up the girls, and then he gives them to his little wimpy twin. Yeah, exactly. And they pretend they're the same guy. And then he fall, and then the wimpy one falls in love with them. And then the alpha takes him back. Dude, he's, this, I want to get in the mind of this fucking Cronenberg guy. I know. That sounds... <laughs> a pretty is, twisted mind, I don't know. But have, have any of you guys seen Eastern Promises? No, but that's like totally wait, different. Wait, is that right? with like, Viggo Mortensen? Like, that is. Yeah, no, I've seen, I've seen like the clips of that for some reason. It's yeah. not just like super serious. Not like you've, heard of the, you've heard of the dicks out fight scene? No, what? Wait, 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 wait what's up? <laughs> Damn, I kind of don't want to spoil it, but I figured you guys would know that. Dicks out fight scene? Yeah, just, we'll see. Like, like, dicks out, dicks out fight scene isn't like balls. They get into a fight in the bathhouse. They try to kill him in the bathhouse, but I need to stop spoiling it. I don't like spoilers. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Dude, imagine trying to kill somebody and your, your cocks are touching. That'd be so fucking hard. So, yeah, like, that would be hard for you, Gabe? Yeah, oh yeah, dude, I'd be so I'd be, hard, dude. Maybe I'd be rock hard. Yeah. <sighs> no, but like, you know, imagine trying to be serious, like trying to kill somebody, and then 
his cock just touches yours? Like, how do you not immediately like be like, all right, I gotta, I gotta reassess with my, my career. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. you start, you start kissing. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so romantic. God, that's such a lovely thought. I hope that happens to somebody someday. I hope one of you gets to experience that. Thank you, AJ. Almost getting murdered and then having passionate gay sex. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a lot better than the alternative. You know, honestly, yeah, it is the best, the best possible. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take the little death over the big death any day, bro. Boom. <laughs> nice. Um, so, despite Ted Turner's protest, the film was eventually released the following spring with both an NC-17 and R-rated cut. AMC theaters had security guards posted outside of 30 theaters showing the movie to ensure minors didn't get inside. And at one uh, AMC location, the Century City location, which I just saw Asteroid City at, had both a guard outside and inside the theater. Dude, that's so fun. Like, the, the kids are going to see the movie regardless. If, like, if not in the theater, then on DVD. Yeah, or people were on VHS some, yeah. or something. People were on some weird shit in the 90s, though. It's like, oh, can't kids can't watch this. They're on way weirder shit now. Now they're trying to cancel, like, Disney animated movies for grooming. Like, at least back then, they're like, yeah, kids they're are listening to Eminem. <laughs> like, now their moral panic is over people, like, a little Nas X having Satan in a music video. It used to be like, oh, Eminem's saying he's gonna kill his wife. We should probably shouldn't let 10-year-olds listen to this. I just remember watching this film, Elephant, a few months ago. About this, like, school shooting, and then, like, the... It was oh, I dog- saw that, too. Yes, it, it was dog shit, though, because, like, the whole... Like, they, in their, like, little attempts to, like, explain what was going on, like, the two shooters, when they were hanging out by themselves, were just, like, watching, like, videos of, like, Nazis and, like, playing, like, first-person shooter violent video games, like, implying that, like, that's why they, like, nice, shot up yeah. the school, you know? And it was just like, all right, this is a little tone-deaf, guys, like, come on. I mean, the former is definitely way more concerning. Like anyone that's just watching like Nazi propaganda in their spare time. Yeah, but like fucking that was so weirdo. like myopic. Like it was just yeah. like, yeah, like th- these guys are into bad stuff, so they're gonna shoot people. Like there's no like real motive, you know. They watch South Park, so then they shoot up a school, basically. But, but yeah, so it's just like that kind of they mentality the, that's like yeah. fucking annoying. They read The Catcher in the Rye, and all of a sudden they start assassinating like prolific musicians. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's literally the South Park parody song, Blame Canada. People are always going to revert to blaming media and things that are easier to blame than the, you know, the people who are actually at fault, which is oftentimes the administrators, the parents who don't look into uh, when their kid is acting different i'm getting a call from a job offer that i'm turning down anyway so i'm just gonna ignore it <laughs> no it's it's like 90 percent the parent you know like come on yeah mm-hmm. also the kids sometimes like kind of fucked if they're fucked they're fucked like i mean i don't know what you can do about that but you know did you do you remember that one um that that one tarantino interview where this lady's like roasting him for like having violence in his movies because it's so like, much fun jan yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was right yeah. yeah it's like you can't really hold the filmmaker responsible most of the time for if their movie reaches an audience that's going to be corrupted by anything anyway like you know obviously you can still be responsible as a filmmaker but saying that someone's going to crash a car into someone else on the freeway because they watch crash is kind of a 
big leap. Like if they're going to do that, they're going to do that anyway. Like if if crash is enough to push you over the edge, you're already there in the first place. You know, like yeah. Also it means you can't hang, so I don't want you around anyway. The only thing Crash did for me was make me horny. Like that's I'm not I don't I'm not thinking about crashing cars. Yeah, that wasn't you know. Granted, I'm less impressionable than I was uh, ten years ago. I guess but <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten horny. Nothing more. The film was released in the U.S. with the tagline "The most controversial film in years." I mean, uh, yeah, like, it's probably true. I can't. I wasn't around the '90s, but I'm sure this is one of the most controversial well, movies more. came out. I'm gonna look up movies from 1996. See if yeah, what what seating Gilbert Grape was just fine. <laughs> yeah, right. The movies that are controversial now were like family entertainment back then. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly like it's like Fargo and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. So I can see how this would be Fargo. kind of a shock. What? Fargo was controversial. No, I'm saying just movies that came out that year. Like I understand why this seemed so shocking comparatively yeah uh, it's just like egregious sex like i'm not egregious but it's only controversial because it's just a uh, a ton of fucking yeah there's <laughs> so much else to it i mean half, half the scenes are fucking and then like the, the main plot is like look at this fetish it's fucking kind of weird right it's kind of hot right yeah kind of both <laughs> yeah i think the only people who got mad at this movie just like don't fuck well, the critical reception at the time was sharply divided. Like, fully, you either got it and loved it or you hated it. And this was no more evident than with uh, Siskel and Ebert, who were both split down the middle. Uh, Siskel hated the movie. He responded negatively, saying, I was more depressed by this picture than impressed. The subject of Crash left me feeling empty, not even challenged in the am I hip enough to get it way. Crash has some beautiful bodies on view, but also some ugly ideas. What you Wait, saying? what's an ugly idea? Like, well, I think he's it? taking the movie at face value of like he believes maybe the movie is condoning this kind of uh, sexual fetish where it's like, oh, it's all normal. Like, it's you shouldn't look down at it, which I don't think the movie is at all. I think the, it's a fucking horror thriller movie. It's painting yeah. it to look terrifying, but also kind of hot. I mean, it, it's playing with the themes of like fear and like you know like arousal. Like they they can they can be they can like. At least in like BDSM and stuff like that, they kind of go in tandem. So it's just there like... was some a sex nerd type video I was watching where they said that most fetishes are born out of an internal fear. Like a lot of people who are submissive in the bedroom are more boisterous in real life. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why a lot of people never find the sexual fetish that really works for them is that they're too afraid to dip yeah, into something that they find a little scarier. Yeah, it's, so it's like, I think, I mean, also, you can show something on screen and, like, not condone or condemn it. You can just depict something with yeah, no, no I think it, like, I don't think it's depicted as good or bad. It's just no, yeah, showing it. Well, he's depicting it in a movie where he's like, this is sick in a movie, right? And yeah. it is. Yeah. It's cool because it's a movie and these are fake characters and no one actually got hurt. See, that's the only thing I was, like, on the edge about when I watched this film. I thought it looked great and I thought it was, like, it was interesting as fuck, but, like, I was just kind of, like, looking for it to, like, tell me something. And it refused to be like, this is what we're talking about. Which I respect. I was just like, that's what I was looking for, which kind of like fucked with my um, viewing experience. Well, so like, like, I do get it. Like, it's just like scenes. It's good. They're letting you decide. Yeah. 
So, Noah, you asked what Roger Ebert said, and Ebert gave it a three and a half out of four star review, saying, Crash is about characters entranced by a sexual fetish that, in fact, no one has. I will talk about that. It, has, it downloads gigabytes of information about sex, it discovers our love affair with cars, and it combines them in a mistaken algorithm. The result is challenging, courageous, and original. A dissection of the mechanics of pornography. Yeah, that's fucking pretty cool. I don't agree with that, with the sexual fetish that no one has. Definitely... A lot of people have that. You think, yeah. you think he might be just being funny there, though? I think he's trying to... He's got that, like, old fart energy. Like, We're talking, oh, no one's turned on by car crashes. Like, he doesn't... Like, don't get me wrong. Roger Ebert's a freak. If you read most of his reviews, it's... He's full center how horny he is. But I think he's probably trying to deny it. That it's like, oh, well, I can't imagine someone actually being turned on by car crashes. Whereas... We know now anything can turn anyone on. People are turned on by images of women being expanded. <laughs> yeah, I get turned on by going like 120. Yeah, this is hot. Yeah, Imagine like crash about inflation, about people who are turned on by <laughs> inflating. Prices? Oh. <laughs> they meant like the financial. Yes, game. Yeah. Oh, hey, you're talking about money? Is, Capital? This is why they need you on this podcast, Gabe. Gabe, you don't do your financial corner anymore. You have yeah, a beautiful mind. Funny. Doesn't have to be funny. Yeah, it does most of it. We did, a, we did a fucking pop quiz on the Cold War last episode, Gabe. Not all of this has to be <laughs> splitting your sides. No, I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can start doing it again. It's just, it just I, I, I didn't think people would find it as interesting as I would. So I don't know. I like it. I like it. I like having a little game in there. Okay, yeah, we'll do it again. I'll do it next time, which we might have to jostle the schedule around. I'm working with uh, a two-for-one guest coming on for bringing up baby, and I have to see what week they're available. We might be doing La Note next week. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, Roger Ebert was very pro this movie. He said he didn't really like personally enjoy it, but he didn't let that get in the way of... He thought, wow, this is a really impressive movie with interesting ideas didn't like watching it. it was one of those like he felt bad after watching it but he not in the way that he thought it sucked whereas Cisco was like it's a lot of pish posh i don't know if i want to watch this again oh dude i was i was like oh i can't wait to watch this another time i'm gonna watch this uh several more times well if you want to watch it again you're gonna have to buy it on blu-ray because crash does not stream anywhere uh it does on pirated movie sites so <laughs> um it does if you watch it illegally Touche, yeah. sir. Oh, what if I stole it? What's wrong with that? It's like, what, 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 like, honestly. I mean, I watched the F movies rip and it looked like shit. If I'm watching it again, I'm just going to cop the Criterion. I get you. I watched on my laptop, so it was fine. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah, I, I, I screen-mirrored it from my cell phone. I guess I, <laughs> I guess I do have a funny story is that, like, this week I watched Across the Spider-Verse, like, pirated. And I got inundated with like um, ads from India, like mid film, and I'm just like, man, man. I think AJ might have a point on this one. This is pretty painful. A hundred percent, I have a point. It's weird that you guys are anti paying for this stuff. That's a that's a weird stance to be anti. Like even if you're not pro, like, I'm not, not anti. Fuck physical media. Oh no, not that, no, not physical media. I just meant buying. Like no, you told me you want to come into my house, take all of my criterions, and burn them. That's what you said. Well, no, I said I want to pee on them. I want to mark my territory. <laughs> you said if you had your way, you would shut down every single Blu-ray distributor in the world. 
Yeah, so what I was saying was that at the 1997 <laughs> Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, Crash was filed under the Founders Award, which lamented the year's biggest studio disgraces. And the Founders stated, How Oscar winner Holly Hunter and the usually reliable James Spader and Rosanna Arquette got suckered into this mess is a mystery. Then it's because they're like secretly dope. I yeah, because they fuck. Yeah, you just gotta be cool to get in there, dude. Rosanna Arquette's so fucking cool. If you're if you're super anti-crash, you're a wiener. Like it's cool that you can have that opinion. I'm not gonna say you can't have that opinion, but we're not gonna be friends though. Yeah, you you are a wiener. Like that's it's fine. I'm not saying you can't not like crash. I'm just saying that you are also a wiener. So while those uh, loser virgins didn't like the movie, Martin Scorsese ranked Crash as the eighth best film of the '90s. That's Dude, fucking wow. Francis Ford Coppola apparently did not like this movie. Oh no, yeah. Coppola hated it, but Scorsese, he's a chad of cinema. He's hes the one you turn to for takes. If Scorsese doesn't like your movie, there's a reason. Yeah, I don't really trust Coppola's takes, honestly. Mm. Well, let's just lead right into trivia, because that was one of the first pieces I had, was that Cronenberg stated that Francis Ford Coppola, the jury president at the 1996 Cannes Film Festival, was so vehemently opposed to Crash that other jury members in favor of the film banded together to present Cronenberg with a rare special jury prize. Lit. Hell yeah. Yeah, they went they went behind the back of the director of the Godfather. He just he his he doesn't have the best takes, man. I gotta be real. Once you get a sidestep the boss. Yeah, for instance, he said his favorite uh, Sofia Coppola was somewhere. Obviously the worst take. Dude, he's, he's, <laughs> he's like Quentin Tarantino, where Quentin Quentin Tarantino just has like garbage taste, but then he makes dope movies. Does Tarantino have garbage taste? Yeah. He's an omnivore. He doesn't differentiate between bad and good movies. It's all just yeah, media. Yeah. It's all just cinema. The magic. Um, some more trivia. Sex scenes between James Spader and his secretary were filmed, but cut because Cronenberg felt the actor's chemistry was too good, contravening the nature of all the other relationships <laughs> in the film. Like too you mean? Or like, like, I don't know. Yeah, it was like they liked each other too much, basically. They looked yeah, like James they enjoyed Spade. it. I'm sure they. I mean, he Good was looking actually like, touching her privates. Mm, he, he didn't just start by sticking his hand in her dress. Like yeah. they, they were actually touching each other for parts of it. Yeah, they really were, dude. Dating an actor has got to be the hardest thing in the world. Do you see that trailer with Zendaya, the new Zendaya movie coming out? Having a train ran on her. Yeah, or she's in like a thruple. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, have you not seen this? No. Oh my god, yeah, it's... I don't know what it's called, but it's by the guy who made Call Me By Your Name. Oh, Luca Guarandino or whatever. Also, I, I, I want to talk about how, how much of an L Tom Holland always is taking. Like, if it's not Marvel, he's always just in the worst fucking movies. Well, yeah. Poor guy. Poor, poor yeah. Tom Holland. I don't really feel bad he's for him. He's a cuck. Like... His latest uh, series, Zendaya couldn't go to the premiere because she was filming her Thrupple movie. Ooh. Oh, I know. Blood. Oh, poor blood. No, you know he lays it down, though. Yeah, he's fucking <laughs> Spider-Man. He's he he's can do acrobats. He's probably doing flips in bed. Did a flip into the pussy. I would also see Tom Holland being like the Duggars, where they don't have sex before marriage. He just soaks. And he has. Wait, who does he have to shake him? You think he has Robert Downey Jr. shake him? Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't have time for that shit. He'd probably have 
one of his like weird West End friends. Like, oh, it is my brother Tony. Yeah, his, his brother Harry. Does or, the, or the little fat kid from Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, the difference from the novel is that in the novel, Vaughn's goal is to achieve sexual climax by crashing into the limo of Elizabeth Taylor and gruesomely killing her. Sick. Awesome. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, so that was cut because they didn't. I doubt they even asked Elizabeth Taylor if she was okay with that. You want to get murdered in this movie? Was she still alive? Uh, sure. I think so. I think she died a little bit after this, but that'd be a weird conversation. Like, call her agent. Hey, we want this guy to crash into your car so he can come. I mean, they got to everyone else. I would say yes to that. Cronenberg's policy on set was to let actors review on the video monitors as much of their performance in sex scenes as they wanted. He said if they were going to freak out and be upset, then fuck it. They're going to freak out and be upset and we'd discuss it. What approach. Yeah, so that doesn't say whether they had, you know, final cut of their sex scenes or if they just got to review it. Dude, I'm. There's no way that these actors were not fucking offset. Like, oh my god, yeah. There's no way. How jealous are you that you don't get to watch your own cut directed by the fucking man? (laughs) Your your sex scene is directed by David Cronenberg. I could just start (laughs) porn. Actually, there's probably like five or six directors I'd rather have do it than David Cronenberg. If I'm being honest, but okay, Who (laughs) who would everyone like to direct their sex scene? Oh, Sam Levinson, obviously. <laughs> this movie kind of made me realize that Sam Levinson is truly just awful, just terrible at everything he tries to do. I know. Wait, we gotta take it, catch me up, though. I just, I was watching this and I was just imagining the version Sam Levinson would have made of like the seedy underground, uh, oh, super yeah, sexualized. Would have been dog shit. Yeah, you would have killed it. Like what's what's the what's his filmography? Like what's something that like he's done? That I would... Euphoria. Oh, okay, yeah. Fuck the me. Idol. Murray. <laughs> Have you guys checked that out yet? Yeah, it's pretty mid. <laughs> I'm not surprised, but is it at least like funny? No. Okay. Yeah, I've only seen the clips that are on Twitter. Where I've seen the one where the Lily Rose is, is. when she she goes to the weekend. She's like, you know what I think. I think you're gay. And then the weekend just goes like this. Dude, he sucks. I su- he I su- su- you're fucking her. you fucking her. I'll take it back and fucking, fucking curb stomp you. Fucking curb stomp your fucking ass. There, there's a scene where, uh, like, the weekend comes up and slaps this, like, six foot five guy. Mind you, the weekend's, like, five foot six. Yeah. He and was, I'm like, he not did. a chance you fucking yeah. get away from that unscathed. Okay, that's probably the funniest part is the weekend is very obviously wearing like lifts. very tall lifts. Yeah. Like very tall platform shoes. You should have just kept his really tall hair for it. <laughs> or do a Fred Astaire and put on a top hat. Imagine the idol but the weekend just wearing a top hat the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see you spread that pretty pussy. And he's like wearing a top. Oh my god! <laughs> Twirling a little cane. Oh my god! And then he starts tap dancing. <laughs> we just we just want Fred Astaire in the Idol. I know. I would watch that. You're easy to dance with. 
<laughs> it's like someone doing coke off of her vagina. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen The Idol. It looks really bad, and I'm never going to watch it. It's pretty I'm bad. I'm going to watch that shit. Uh, the film was booed when it premiered at Cannes. This or The Idol? Crash. I think, was The was the Idol booed, too? Oh, I know shit. it was trashed, but Crash got the full boo. That's insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you You have to feel kind of good if you made that, though. Again, like, how much of a fucking virgin are you, like? That's also <laughs> always so wild to me that Ken is, like, the pinnacle. It's, like, the artsiest, you know, peak of culture. And then you have a likelihood your movie's just going to get, like, Arsenio whooped. Like, boo! There's going to be tomatoes thrown at it. Like, it's the fucking Apollo Theater or something. Yeah. <laughs> this guy stinks! Yeah. I think they should open more movies that way too, where there's a possibility they might get booed by a snooty French audience. They should release the Marvels. Yeah, the... Hands so weird too because they'll like they'll this their standing ovations sometimes last for like ten minutes. That's fucking like the, like they'll just stand there and clap and like have you if you've ever seen a video of it like the filmmaker and the actors will just like stand, stand there and just be like. There was like one uh, Adam Driver got bored, so he started smoking <laughs> during oh. the oh, no, that that's the one I'm talking about. Wait, during actually. the applause, was, right? During the, yeah, so smoke. it was for um, yeah. it was for Marriage. the musical oh, okay. M, uh, the musical one he was in. Oh, baby, Annette. Annette, yeah, yeah. It was Annette, and then they're just like he was just like started smoking because he got bored. <laughs> well, there's the Don't Worry, Darling one where Florence Pugh just left. Yeah. Hell yeah. Movie ended, she left. Don't worry, darling. That movie sucks. Still haven't seen it. It's not good. uh, It looks bad. It sucks so bad, so we had to make up a bunch of drama about it to get people. It's not even, like, funny bad. There was no moment. There wasn't a I know wheat moment in it where I was laughing. It was just kind of dumb and boring. And, like, the satire was really... It was just wrong. Like, the satire was wrong. I don't know how to describe it, but basically the world is... Uh, all these guys have kidnapped their girlfriends and put them in this weird VR world where it's the 1950s. And the women are all subservient to them, and they do whatever they say. Uh, and then there's this, like, ten minute Or, it's not ten minutes, but this, like, prolonged sequence of Harry Styles just going down on Florence Pugh. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there who enjoy eating pussy and, you know, it's no shame. But if you're trying to show that this is a misogynistic world, like, that's I don't know. Thing. Yeah, that's just, that's wrong. That's not Probably what you good. should do to show that Probably these men good. are awful and treat their women like shit. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's kind of confusing, honestly. Like, yeah. As far as, like, like, the messaging is that, like, who's this misogynist eating her pussy? I hate women. I hate women, but I always make sure they come first. Yeah. You're a misogynist, not selfish. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, it, it used to literally be a medical treatment where doctors would have to finger women until they came because, like, their husbands were not doing that. That was a thing back in the day. It was a medical treatment. Yeah. It was a procedure. Yeah. It was called a, it was a treatment for hysteria. I think the doctors just wanted to finger somebody because they're bored. I've never heard of that. That's crazy. You're hysteric. He's just always fingering her. It's yeah, like, what? This chick just needs to... <laughs> no, I actually have heard that. I also heard that, like, a vibrator was, like, first used in a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Something. 
God, these yeah. women were so horny that it drove them mad. Yeah, yeah. going crazy. They hadn't come so much or at all. I've wow. seen that happen. I was just thinking, how many, how many like older kind of boomer women have just never come before? Probably a lot, dude. At yeah. least with like from their partners. I yeah, bet a lot of them find out at thirty-five. They're like, wait, I can do that. Okay. That's what that feels like. I mean, you know, the milkman was getting it in though. He was getting it done. Oh the yeah, milkman. Yeah, the milkman. <laughs> you live in a fucking goofy cartoon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, my grandpa was a milkman. I think he was fucking. <laughs> oh, it's genetic then, Gabe. That's where you get your homewrecker DNA is, from. I look a lot like my grandpa too, which is fucking weird. You're just Ooh. a family of homewreckers. Wow. It skips yep. a generation, I think. Yep, milkman. Give him the milk. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Let's do some uh, negative reviews on Letterboxd. Uh, so this is Half Star from Jewel Blatt. They say, if you want to watch 90 minutes of straight-up softcore porn that fetishizes disabled people and has no ideological merit whatsoever, this is the movie for you. I do, Fetishize disabled people. <laughs> Looks like they watched it with a lot of friends, too, because they have with uh, Alec, with Eliza. So maybe it was a party situation. They all got together and watched Crash. Dude, that's a weird watch. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I'd watch that at, like, most parties. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be really funny to have that on in the background of, like, a Halloween party. No, uh, dude, I, I was I, a sex party though. I, I love it when me and you were watching Boogie Nights together, and some people walked in and were like, "Hey, what's up?" It's just me and you. What's in there watching Boogie Nights? I do, yeah. I, I do love the idea that you sit down with like nachos and some like snacks with your friends, and you start turn you turn on like Crash, and everyone. That's the, basically what I did with Crimes of the Future. I watched it at Alamo Draft House, which gave I don't know if you know that, but Alamo Draft House is this Los Angeles and I think other places, but. It's this movie theater where it's like a restaurant too, where while you're watching the movie, you can fill out this little card and they'll bring you food. So we were watching it with like truffle popcorn and nachos. And it's this movie about people who have sex by doing surgery to each other. Dude, their fucking popcorn is so good. Oh my God. Their truffle butter on their popcorn. It's insanely expensive to go there, but that was maybe the weirdest viewing experience of seeing David Cronenberg's crimes of the future. <laughs> At the Alma Draft House. Like someone's just bringing you little snacks. Yeah, there's snacks and they're like cutting off their ears and stitching them to each other. <laughs> Sweet. You I feel like you want to watch a Cronenberg in the dark in your home. Yeah, that's one that would have played better if the theater had and not actual seats. If they were just like reclining chairs, there were stands on the wall, maybe. I'm talking OG film scene location for that. But speaking of that, my favorite is at, at Gabe's, the movies they play behind the bar. Yeah. I love watching them while I'm getting a drink. The other day I was there and Sasha Gray was in the movie. Nice. So I up, and then I asked the guy next to me, I was like, I like nudged him and just pointed. And he was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> they were playing Trailer Park Boys once when we were there. Yeah. That was pretty lit. Like you're playing Eastern Promises there one time. That's why they play all kinds of shit. There. They're playing Eastern Promises, and I was all drunk, and I grabbed everyone next to me. And I was like, "Dude, go home and watch this movie." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
Dude, fucking uh, Sasha Gray was in like the entire like last season of Entourage. Entourage, yes. <laughs> that was fucking great. Yes, that's when that show was really good. Yes. Um, did. this next review comes from Joe. Period. It's Joe with a period at the end. And Joe says, "Can they go to therapy or something? Because like." <laughs> Yes. White man will literally crash a car and have sex before they go to therapy. Like I've come around on therapy. I think it's good to go to it, but like, bro, you don't have to interject it into everything, you know? Like, it's just like what a lame thing to say. Yeah, it's like. Well, it's all. It's also just like, oh, that sounds like an awesome movie. Yeah, I, mean, I know. That's a, that was like, fun. It's a great movie where all the characters are well adjusted and they're living really happy, productive lives. It's like, no, it's not. It's not. I'm also movie. convinced most of the people who use that as a complaint, like they, if they just gone to therapy, have never been to therapy. Like they think it's some procedure you do where all of a sudden you come out. It's like the episode of Rick and Morty where they get all of their toxicity drained out of them. Oh yeah, it's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I don't think if any of these characters had gotten to therapy, they would have turned out a whole lot different. Did you guys ever see the clip from the press conference after this movie came out where someone asked Cronenberg, someone in the crowd was like, I was just wondering how you, how can you show like all of these women's bodies and you never show the men's? And she was like saying like, you objectifying women or whatever. He's about to hypothesis. Yeah, and Spader cut in. He was like, let me take this one. And he was just so cool. He was like, it's mostly a question of uh, geography. See, when you're fucking a woman, you don't see the penis. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> that. That's fucking great. Yeah, but I was like, he's a fucking man. If there's any actor who would readily pull out a hog, it's got to be James Spader. I, I don't doubt that that was like a thing where he didn't want to get naked. I that was... I bet Cronenberg had to fight him to put his clothes on in most scenes. <laughs> Those Hollywood actors are freaks. Like, Harry Dean Stanton, him and Jack Nicholson just used to be nudists together. That's cool. <laughs> that sounds fun. There is a story Jack Nicholson was telling about his nudist period in the 70s. And he was like, yeah, I would just hang out. Anytime I was at my house, I was naked. Most of my friends didn't like it, but my one friend who loved <laughs> it was Harry Dean Stanton, who would call me up and say, is it time? Then they just come <laughs> over and hang out naked. That sounds like a good ass time. That sounds pretty fun. That actually. sounds hilarious. I'm gonna dub Harry Dean Stanton as the patron saint of this podcast now. I love him. I think you about him a lot. Like that. Just all of you Harry Dean Stanton. Do a movie with him in it. You should bro, film it, naked. bro. If you've never hung out with your homies naked before, do it. It's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> We've already done a couple of Harry Deans, haven't we? We did Paris, Texas, and. Was he in Prometheus, or were we just talking about him a lot? Because I remember talking about him when we watched Prometheus. Yeah, there's no way he was in that. Because I was looking up that they made an action figure of Harry Dean Stanton in Alien. It's just like him in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> what? <laughs> With new poses! And it's like him just kind of standing there smoking. <laughs> I love Harry Dean. We'll talk about him a lot more in the future. I love him. Uh, this next review comes from F. Burns. Uh, they say, the only thing dumber than this movie are the people who give it five stars. Is that any of us? Uh, I, give it, I give it like a good, like a solid 4.5. Yeah, I don't know if I'm up to five, but... I give it 4.5 out of five, honestly. I loved it. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it at like a four. I prefer other Cronenberg vibes, but I think 
course, like it. You got, wait, wait, what's the synopsis on the fly? Do you guys like the fly? I love the fly. Fly rocks. I've never seen the fly. Fly is great. Yeah, it really is. This dude, like, gets his DNA crossed with a fly when he's yeah. searching blob Cronenberg monster. For a second, the fly and scanners have a sick, like, I know it came probably before, scanners but like, files vibe. I just love that. And I love, like, the CIA, like, not CIA, but just, like, weird men in suits, villains. The fucking uh, Scanners kind of reminds me of uh, that anime film, Akira. I just I watched it. Fire, right? It's pretty good. Akira rocks. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these. They're all on my summer watch list, which you can't see, but right now there's a, a little list I printed out that has all the movies I'm going to watch this summer. And every time I watch Ooh. them, I go through and I check them off. As if you cross them all off, I'll give you a present. Ooh, uh, yeah. All right, this next review comes from On Jonja. Uh, they say, it's not crash, it's trash. Shut up. That was Sorry. too easy. Yeah, that was yeah, I mean it's low hanging fruit, but I guess. What was the oh the one we did last week? Instead of Cold War, it was Boring War. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a better review. That's really good. <laughs> See if it, it's too obvious, it's not funny. Like what? What? It, trash? Yeah, cool. How long did I take to think of? Oh, this movie's like a crash. <laughs> crash and burn. Crash and burn. Mm -hmm. All right, this last review comes from uh, Brenda Starr. I'm going to say it exactly as they wrote it. I'm not going to do any voices or anything. I'm just going to read it in my normal monotone, but I'm going to say it exactly as they wrote it. Um, is you shitting me? Let me repeat, is you shitting me? Or should I say, is you nutting? Sat through maybe more than 50%, and this movie had one constant. Come. Come in the seat, come in the car, come in the Hanawai mail-order bride. This guy couldn't get enough. The splooge was seeping out of my headphones. I've got nuttovision, now Yakubian <laughs> ectoplasm. Moby's dick, listen, thanks, David Crookenberg. You go from Videodrome to this puny thing, it's embarrassing. Or how my dear old pal say, embarrassada. I'm establishing diplomatic relations with China as we speak to banish this tyranny. Dude, no way this got 23 million box office. This is worth as much as the smegma James Spader is accumulating after raw dogging all these hoes. This did motivate me to my, get my bitch count up, though. The mother of my child got hit by a bus. Her, uh, I'm gonna, I'm finna bust. Uh, I like this guy. This, this is a solid ass review. Yes. You are welcome on Criteriacast anytime. Yeah, he's strong, but he's also very funny, and I like that. Yeah. No, that that that's bait. That's someone who loves it. It's, it's just funny to just think like if someone just like, come, come, more, come. I got nut o vision. He is. <laughs> oh, come, must go. We got come on the shelves. We, we got big come. We got little come. We got small come. We got come in the blinds. Come in the floor. Come in the cabinets. We got come boxes. We got come video games. We got come toast. Come, 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 come. So come on down and help us get rid of our cum. <laughs> cum gum is just wild. It's yeah. just like gum with a little bit of gelatin. Cum gum? <laughs> cum gum. I got a cum sandwich. It's like, oh man, that guy's great. Yeah, that was a pretty good bit. <sighs> All right.
Alright, alright, we went through all of our sections. We we just probably got more we could talk about with Crash. What are our final-ish thoughts, Stu? I mean, shit. <sighs> Fucking car crashes. A little bit of controversy. What's not to like? I mean, I mean, I, if, you, if you're looking for something like, a, like a, a message, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying you can't get something from this movie as far as messaging, but like, it's a good fucking watch. I mean, I, I can't, I, I don't know. I'm tired. It's been a long day for me. I think that the best, my new favorite film pseudo genre is just like movies that are horny, but also really interesting. And that's what this is, and it's pretty cool. I like it. That's like Blue Velvet, horny and interesting. Horny, yeah. kind of scary. Yeah. A little horny, funny. Very intriguing. Very dark and taboo. I it's like it. It's sick. It's sick. Four, four and a half uh, out of five. Four and a half loads. <laughs> and the splooge meter <laughs> Uh, Jaren, you next. Oh, it rocks, of course. It's just like a, it's like a main line of scary, sexy. It's just like a hit. It makes you feel like sick and adrenaline the whole time. Like feels pretty quick. It rocks. Yeah, it's a great don't want to shower movie. Don't want to shower. You know what I mean? Like movies you watch where. If you don't feel like showering, like a, like a good time, that's kind of a don't shower movie. Oh, okay. Makes you want to lean into the grime. Yeah, when you just cover yourself in grime, like sure, good, the bad, sure. and the ugly. I got a whole, I got a whole letterbox list of movies to watch if you don't feel like showering. That's one of my favorites. Um, but I will, I will also second though and say I did walk away from this movie feeling kind of randy. Yeah. <laughs> I would say this is a movie you have to take a shower after watching. I think you need to jack off after you watch this movie. You need to jack off after you listen to this episode. And thank you for listening to this episode. As always, follow us on Instagram, Spotify, Apple. We should have a YouTube up by the time this episode comes out. I've been working on that, but it's very boring. It's very boring work. Uh, Jaren, do you have anything to promote? Jaren's been bong hit, so... <laughs> oh my Venmo is that Jaren Lucas no I don't have anything to promote well thank you all so much for rating, reviewing, subscribing be sure to come back uh, every week and tell us how much you love us in passing or on a post and we'll see you in the crash in, in the, the crash ah Say through the universe. <laughs>